Welcome to Another Look at London, the podcast that casts a discerning eye over the tourist traps of London and encourages you to take another look at areas you might have written off. Listen in for interesting chat about places to eat, drink, things to do, and fun facts about some of London's most interesting areas. Good evening and welcome to Another Look at London, the podcast brought to you by the collective known as The Niffler. I'm Maddie Fry and I'm here with my wonderful co-hosts, Sean Evans. Hello. And Charlotte Demansky. Hello. This episode of a particular London tourist trap where we shall be examining what is below the surface is Islington. Mostly going to be looking at Angel because, you know, to be honest, that's the bit everybody goes to. But we'll be starting out with some fun facts about the borough, the area, and casting our net a little bit wide very occasionally if we think it will benefit you, dear listeners. I mean, it's weird because my hall's residence when I was at uni was down the road in King's Cross. And one of the things I remember was that we were in very near Pentonville Prison. And um, in this borough also was Holloway Prison, which was famous for where the suffragettes were imprisoned and force-fed. And Ruth Ellis, the last woman in Britain to be hanged, was hanged there. In fact, actually, there's a really, really good article in the London Review of Books that came out a few weeks ago about a book someone's written about the history of Holloway Prison, because the prison's now closed. It closed three years ago, but the building is still there, and it's kind of still of historical interest, so... Did you guys know much about Holloway Prison just generally in your time in London? I didn't. Like... No, I remember walking past it once, and they had this giant, it must have been about 100 foot tall poster of a skeleton. Yes, Pentagon had that too. Really, really horrifying to walk past. I love how we're really selling Islington <laughs> yeah, to our listeners today. <laughs> But it's not all doom and gloom. No, I have a macabre interest in prisons. One last macabre fact is that Pentonville Prison didn't get rid of its gallows till the 90s, even though hanging in Britain was abolished about 30 years previously. Wow. So, um, so all, the, all, all the delightful facts. All the delightful facts. But Islington's pretty pretty nice. Islington's awesome. Um, obviously, it's an area, particularly Angel, we have a lot of affection for. So I'm not casting aspersions, but yeah, we couldn't really look at the borough without examining some of its quirkier history. I mean, the King's Head, the oldest theatre pub in the country? Yeah, so apparently it dates from about the late 1500s and it, it predates Shakespeare. I don't know whether oh, wow. whether wow. Shakespeare's plays were ever performed there at the time, but it's very, very old. Beautiful building. I'm always intrigued as to whether or not a pub or a venue has ever made it into a book ever mm. and if it's ever mentioned historically in any kind of fiction or mm. anything. So um, I wonder if the King's Head of the House, I haven't come across it in anything. But, no, neither have um, I. I've been Moving on to other theatre pubs as well. There's mm. quite a few in Islington. So you have the King's Head, but you also have the Hen and Chickens, which is down yes. by Highbury and Islington Station, which has some quite quirky things on. And then there's the Old Red Lion as well. Is that the one that's at the top near Angel, yes, right? Yes, that's yeah. yeah, so that one's near Angel. Yeah. I think they're quite so. good as places if you're an aspiring actor. Like, I know one or two friends of mine who've managed to get, like, one-act plays performed there. Yeah, I mean, me good, too. Yeah, yeah, I've had friends who've done things there. And it can be often be a good preparation for Edinburgh kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. So some of the things I've seen there have been, like, comedy shows that they've taken to Edinburgh or fringe things. It's a good place to check. Yeah, it's a weird hub for theatre pubs, I guess over on the Essex Road because sort of Angel I guess forks off into Upper Street and for the benefit of your listeners I'm doing like a forking motion with my hands which is as <laughs> you can't see but, um, <laughs> Sean and Charlotte can The Queen's Head which used to do a lot of interesting like comedy nights and folk stuff but still does things like free karaoke and things up in its attic doesn't it? Mm, mm. Yeah it's got a tiny little karaoke spot upstairs so And I, I guess if you're looking for something else to do apart from going to see a play or a comedy show is music there's a lot of music in Islington, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. which I think was one of the reasons I used to go to Islington 
originally when I was a university student. Yeah, there's quite a few there. There's the garage, which is near Highbury Islington Station, which has both an upstairs and a downstairs. The downstairs is the bigger venue, which has the kind of slightly more established acts. And then upstairs is the kind of emerging artists and is a smaller space. It's just round the corner from Highbury Islington Station. Towards Holloway. Okay, yeah. 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 Holloway Road is very close to Yeah. So it's just there and yeah, the beer's not great. And they probably charge like six quid a pint. <sighs> yeah, <least>. it's <laughs> terrible beer. That's all. And the floors are sticky, but there's good music. And then there's also the Lexington. Yeah, other side of... there? So yeah. that's right down the other end now. That was diagonally across almost from my halls of residence. Like if you sort of crossed Pendermill Road and carried on up, it was kind of just before you got to Angel. And in fact, it didn't yeah. used to be called that. It used to be called, when I first moved to London in 2007, it was called the Something Clock. Well, it had clock in the title, and then mm. it became Lexington. It's been a lot better since then. I've seen yeah. some really good gigs. Really there. good gigs. In fact, I yeah. once blagged my way into a gig at the Lexington because I brought a ticket off somebody on Facebook because the gig me and my friend wanted to see was sold out. But because she's visually impaired, we basically blagged our way in as she had a ticket and I was her carer, even though we hadn't kind of registered with that. So, um, um, uh, not advisable. No, <laughs> possibly morally dubious, but um, student life. Yeah. <laughs> They also show things like the election mirror, I think, don't they? They do like oh, do live do yeah, 24 hour election screenings. I think they also do, do a good roast. A place of many, many talents. <laughs> and then there's also the classic O2 Academy, mm. part of the Academy group. Yeah, go check that out. I think they do some kind of interesting like club nights as well. 90s themed, yeah. 80s themed nights. The I love the 90s night there was amazing. I don't know if they still do I it. I think they yeah. still do it. They still do Club de Fromage, I'm pretty sure. That's the one, that's the cheesy um, music one. That's the cheesy yeah. music one. I, I'm pretty sure they still do it because I actually had my head and do on Upper Street. Not too long ago and at a very kind of early hour of the morning we were looking up whether Club de Fromage was on. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah I think it still is on. And if it wasn't um, then it should have been. And <laughs> and then there's also the Union Chapel oh, which Union. is we all keeping things Chapel? classy. So the Union Chapel is a working church. It's a United Reformed Church yeah. But they also have really really lovely gigs there. Yeah, and loads of, I mean, I've seen comedy stuff there, I've seen talks. It's often a place where they hold Letters Live, which is a really cool event where actors read out letters that are considered to be worthy of a wider audience um, to keep alive the art of letter writing. It's a great initiative and they often hold them in nice buildings, basically. Oh, wow. They do that and I've seen quite a few of my favourite speakers or academics or... I've seen podcast recordings there, I've seen gigs there, yeah. It's, it's they do the moth there as well, don't they? The oh, moth yeah, the moth Yeah. I've not been to that yet. Is that good? Very I'm good. Yeah. yeah, very, very compelling. Um, so, yeah, Union Chapel is just the best. Um, Slimelight, a staple of my student days, which um, I'm stunned is still there. I really want to go back now that I know it's still there. In an old warehouse, it's, it's into Metalworks, which is right behind Angel Station. It's on three floors. It's sort of faux goth. You can turn up, dress, and what your idea of goth is, and on each floor there's different kinds of music. Like one floor is heavy metal, one floor is just hard rock. There's Norwegian bands that screech a lot. Technical term, <laughs> and it's fantastic. And anyone can go and do a cage dance. They have lots of cages. You can just climb in the cage. And there's one floor as well where they show like Hammer horror films on like a reel on the screen. And have I never heard of this place? Yeah, have I have not? never heard of this. This is so oh, yeah. We need to go. This is fine. Like it happens once a week because the building is in rotational use it's great it's just very tongue-in-cheek it's fantastic and I'm not a huge clubbing person but I like clubs that have like a theme 
are not sort of taking themselves too seriously and this is definitely sort of like the goth equivalent of G.A.Y. or something like that. <laughs> 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 There's plenty of gay goths that go to both, I am sure. And yeah, briefly swaying back towards theatre, um, we cannot not talk about the Almeida, I think, which is yeah. a fantastic theatre. Um, I did an internship there. You did? Yes. The Dark Horse. Amazing. Quite a few years ago. So I got to know Upper Street quite well. Um, and the Almeida's great. It's really taken off, hasn't it? And yes. they now do a lot of transfers to the West End. Yes, they do, yeah. Mm. They get some big names. Yeah. They do quite a lot of new writing, don't they? Yeah. They do, they do revivals. They used to... I'm, I'm not sure if they still do it, but I'm guessing they do. It's a summer festival where they have quite a lot of uh, more reasonable plays yes. uh, from yeah. new writers and you can get... A I think a pass for the festival and it's like over a number of weeks if you work or live in the area you get discounted tickets that's brilliant so yeah definitely worth checking out when I used to work for a charity in that area we saw uh, the Twilight Zone last year I managed to get a discount oh Uh, amazing so good one weird thing they seem to have two metal girder columns yeah (laughs) so really weird sight lines it's really cool theatre apart from that yeah so for those that haven't been there the theatre's quite small and has a couple of levels but there are a few pillars so when it says restrictive view it's not mm. one of those ones where it's not restricted yeah. I think it is restricted it so, means something different in every theatre you're very right but then if you're yeah. not in a restricted seat the seats are always really good mm. yeah because it's so, not big theatre no really. no not yeah. at all so um, worth seeing things there before they transfer to the West End, really. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if dance is more your thing, there are Saddles Wells in the other direction, which is closer to Angel mm. Station. I've got to be honest, whatever I've seen at Saddles Wells, I haven't really enjoyed. I think if you are into dance, it's a really major venue. Have you guys seen anything like that? They do the Flamenco Festival, though, which I hear is pretty spectacular if you're a Flamenco fan. I went to a dance class there, but I've not seen anything there. I went to a Beyonce-themed dance night. Oh, that'd be quite cool. I've heard of those. I think, is that the City Academy that runs those? Yes. Yeah, so one of my friends works for City Academy, and I actually have done an urban street dance course, but I didn't do it at the Sadler's Wells. I did it at the Finsbury Town Hall. Is City Academy separate from City University? I think they're separate. But if you fancy doing a Beyonce dance class or a Britney Spears workshop or a urban street dance like I did all the classics all the classics Uh, you can check out uh, City Academy and see what's on at Sadler's Wells that's quite a range yeah Yeah. And for those who are kind of wanting more sort of free stuff, there's the free comedy at Angel Comedy, and that's also very near the Bill Murray, which is a crowd-funded comedy club on the back streets of Angel, which is quite cool. They're like in striking distance of each other, really. I've been to stuff at both. The stuff at the Bill Murray was high quality, but then you kind of have to pay, whereas the Angel Comedy Club is where up-and-coming acts will get like five-minute slots and things like that. At least that's been my experience. Yeah, that, I think you know? so. It's kind of seven nights a week for free. Mm. So the quality is very variable, but it's always a fun night out. Yeah. Um, whereas I think for Bill Murray again, they did courses. One of my friends did a course recently. I think it was kind of ten weeks or something like that. Ooh. It wasn't the teacher of courses, but she loved it. It was kind of transformative for her. So oh, cool. it sounds like a really good one to check out if you're getting into that kind of thing. Yeah. Stand up. Yeah. Stand up. Mm. If you're um, more into something that either isn't comedy or musical theatre, Angel has an interesting range. The hot tugboats. What, what the fuck are these? Again? Yeah, I've never tug, tug, tug. The hot tugboats are a favourite of mine because I used to work in a glass fronted office overlooking the canal just down from Angel. And someone set up shop, and you can hire a floating hot tub which floats past, and people dress up as sailors and they take, you know, ladies in bikinis out and they're wearing sailor hats and things. So. Every day from about 10am to 4pm, gentlemen would float up and down the canal in hot tubs. It's quite entertaining for all of us. Were they naked? 
hard to tell really you know from a torso up they appear to be unclothed Ooh. from a torso down don't know can't confirm either way but I guess it'd be a real mix you weren't necessarily going to get like a load of Idris Elba's you, it could be anybody unfortunately not lots of what I would term schlubs schlubs <laughs> 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 gammons as well gammons yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the works so uh, better to do rather than watch I suppose yeah <laughs> see, exactly you fancy cruising along the I had no idea the canals in your uh, hot tub being tugged along then yeah check that out <laughs> an acquired taste clearly i think is the message there um mm. and get stuff taxidermy yeah this place is so fucking Where weird is this this is on essex road this is a bit away from the canal like down towards like dalston stoke newington and have i got this right it's a stuffed animal place that only stuffs animals that died of natural causes I don't know. That's so quirk I've not heard. That sounds quite ethical. A colleague of mine, um, I think as a Valentine present for himself, bought himself a learn to taxidermy course. I have heard of these courses. Yeah, the husband of one of my friends went on it too, and he stuffed a great squirrel. It's called Cyril the Squirrel, and it now lives in their house. Did it die of natural causes? I don't know. Um, I hope so. I could have sworn that whenever I've been past it, there's something in the window about how the animals all were stuffed ethically or something like that. That's like they, nice. weren't, they weren't killed off. They were all animals that had died as people's pets or died as something and then were donated to the... Would you ever get your pet taxidermied? Oh, that's an interesting question. Probably not. I'd find it too macabre. I always joke one of my family cats has a lovely coat and mm. I do always joke like one, one day I'll make him into a lovely scarf. <laughs> <laughs> With you forever, Randy. With him forever. Appreciate the. Uh, but <laughs> he does have a lovely tail. Oh dear. Game my car, wouldn't it? It would. I guess because I'm veggie, I feel a bit odd about stuffed animals around anyway. Yeah. But it have to be one you have no emotional attachment to. Like the odd <laughs> stuffed fox head or stuffed goat head or moose head, fine. But if it was an animal I actually had cared about, then it would be quite sad, wouldn't it? It would be quite sad. Yeah. Um, so if you need a drink after your taxidermy, yeah, segue. Yeah. I mean, Upper Street. Oh, and the road between kind of Highbury and Angel is full of places to it's teeming. eat and drink. Yeah, and so the boundaries, Where do we start? The boundaries are quite porous, but in terms of places to drink, the Speakeasy Bar, 69. Yes. Oh, I don't think I've been to this Have one. Have you never been to this one? It used to be one of my favourite bars in the city. It's also known as the bar with no name. But it's down this kind of tiny little street. And it is absolutely tiny and it's just really good. Yeah, the bar with no name or 69 Colebrook Row. And it's kind of a hidden gem because it's been there for years. But it's still kind of one of those places that not many people know about. I remember when I went there, I had a drink that was like infused with pine Oh, that's interesting. That's, oh, it's genuinely interesting. Yeah, they do really, really, like, it's really high-end cocktails. And, like, oh, everyone has, the, you know, outfits. Like, they dress smart, vintage, and there's a piano in the corner where often someone jumps on it and, like, oh, cool. serenades you. So it's Is it one of those very cool. where, do you have to give, like, a password in order to get in? Or do you you don't, to, no, but I think wondering. it is really small, so I don't know if you can book but mm. yeah well there's quite a few themed places on Upper Street so another one is the Hoxley Porter. it's also a cocktail place which is I suppose an Orient Express train carriage so each of the what? booths is like you're sitting on a train 
That's really cool. And I think they do food, but I've never eaten there. Maybe if you could they... start out at the Parcel Yard pub in King's Cross inside the station. <laughs> that one. The Hoxley yeah. and Porter. Okay. So Hoxley and Porter, yeah. For the train enthusiasts among you. And then another themed one, <laughs> there's so many themed ones, um, is Lucky Cane. I've walked past Which it I went to on my hen do. Amazing. And um, it? it's a tiki bar. Um, so cool. What does that mean? It's Hawaiian theme. Oh, right. Hawaiian theme. Faux Hawaiian. Yeah, faux Hawaiian. There's like some kind of, I don't know, bamboo screens and very kind of ornate glasses. And they have quite fun music, like late at night. So if you want to go for a bit of a dance. Seemingly, I think if you book a table, I don't really know how this works, but they kept bringing out kind of like a log with lots of shots on it with a like flaming amazing thing on the end and every time they did it they blew the you know like the shell from oh, like a conch shell like a, a conch shell or like, and, a, and a gong so there would there'd be this gong sound and you're like hey, what's going on and then they bring out one of these flaming logs oh. um, with shots and I think they were free I think they'd just give them to different tables oh, if you've booked a table so cool so yeah, that sounds it's, it's quite unusual. The cocktails were quite good, though. <laughs> they have a big menu, yeah. so it depends how much you want to sift through. The Eagle? The Eagle. the Eagle. Now, this is a bit away from Main Thoroughfare. It's more towards City Road, but it's this kind of old-school East End boozer, and it's mentioned in Pop Goes the Weasel, up and down the City Road and in and out from Eagle. Oh, fascinating. And they wow. do really raucous karaoke on a Friday night and kind of DJ nights. And yeah, it's really cool. But again, it's middle of nowhere. So yeah, it's down off the south side of the canal. Yeah, I mean, there's loads of nice, lovely pubs kind of off the main streets. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. And the gorgeous streets of Islington. Yeah, the little side streets in Angel and Islington are just so beautiful. Like Victorian terrace houses and it's like... Yeah. Ah, you know. And then so. there's like um, a couple if you want something a bit more down to earth. I mean, we've covered the kind of interesting finds, but there's the tap room, which mm. I remember opening years ago. They kind of have kegs like up against the wall. It's like craft beer. If you like ale, go to the tap room. Place to take somebody who's quite elitist about yeah, it's a bit yeah. hipster favourite. It's yeah. a hipster favourite. I mean, when they opened it, I remember being like, this is amazing! Because <laughs> I was really into ale at the time, and I don't oh, really God. drink ale anymore. Is it one of those but... places where if you go in and you ask for lager, they'll look at you like you've shot their mother? Yeah. Probably, uh, yeah. Exactly like that. Yeah. So many of those in London. And it's, like... you know, exposed brickwork and wooden mm. bench tables. And mm. copper piping, so and you nailed it like, yeah. you've ticked all the boxes that's yeah. what it's like but if you like beer worth going good strong beer yeah yeah and if you like american dive bars the slim jims further down upper street which is really awesome um i think slim jims is just an islington angel institution really um, i think we've all been yeah. and we've all had many a good night there <laughs> yeah the cocktails um, are great it's quite divey there's also the bras on the ceiling oh which yeah I missed um, that. <laughs> that shows what state you're in when you go to Slim Jim's, <laughs> if you miss the bras on the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, um, it used to be that if you threw your bra on the ceiling, I think you got free drinks all night. You could see that as a feminist statement. You know, people used to burn bras, so you could say, yeah. I'm, I'm taking off this male shackle and I'm, I'm uh, letting it loose. You know, but interested to find out if they still do it. Tenuous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, since the Me Too movement, I wonder, you know, that's clearly a... Many debates to be had about that. And to soak up the many libations that are on offer in Islington, we have so many things. I mean, is it true, Charlotte? What's it that um, Islington have more places to eat in than there are days of the year? I yeah. think so, yeah. It's a fun fact. 
just an absolute excessive amount of choice. Even just walking up up a street, there's so many restaurants. This is just Angel, generally the bit yeah. from Angel to Hybrid. I think so, yeah. 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 incredible. Yeah, we'd be here all year if we <laughs> mentioned all of them. I think we would, but um, I think a few choice ones. I mean, we all know Le Mercury, don't we, which is just brilliant. In 10 years, the prices have barely inched up, and it's set menu, it's kind of faux French. They and... have, like, set prices for each course, mm, don't they? Yeah, and they opened up a few years ago an extra section. There's there's Le Mercury. <laughs> My French is keeping not... It, keeping <laughs> it classy. Yeah. Um, it's something like £10 for a main yeah three or four pounds for a starter and three, yeah. four pounds for a dessert or something like that but and they give really decent portion sizes as well their gnocchi yeah. is amazing mm. um and like kind of candle lit and yeah. four stories of gloomy dining spaces and lots of free bread and it's a really good place to take people on a date i've found it won't break the bank but the food's good and it's kind of romantic enough vaguely yeah um, you can always go for ice cream after one of the other places along upper street yeah which absolutely. i have done as yeah. well and it's one of the Ottolenghi's along there. Yeah, so Ottolenghi is amazing. There's quite a few around London, but we think the one in Islington might have been the first one in London. Yeah. I um, think so. so, yeah, for those that don't know, it's, I suppose, a mixture of, but mostly kind of Mediterranean foods. You've got kind of salads. There's a bar at the front where you can order takeout so you can get like nice pastries and cakes and things to take away. And I think they do salad boxes for lunch, but really good salads. Yeah, just really, really nice food. And then Black Axe Mangal. Um, so that's very meaty and they play heavy metal music and it's really good. But only if you're a meat eater really I would say um, and if you like heavy metal music you know, then... yeah if you like a bit of rock and roll edge when you're eating then is it, go is it there. like proper heavy metal like Norwegian bands that screech aforementioned or, it's um, no it's probably Black not Sabbath, that yeah. yeah yeah it's yeah. like dinner worthy heavy metal <laughs> <laughs> Sean's husband likes his heavy metal, as does my brother. So, <laughs> and that's by High Renaissance Station. On the other end of the spectrum is Slaw, which I haven't been to, um, but I think it's quite a newish vegan place mm. on Upper Street, and I've heard it's really, really good. Cool. So, yeah, worth checking out. And then a couple of others on the kind of posher end of the spectrum are Trullo, from the same people as um, Padella in Borough Market. So very nice um, pasta, Italian-type place. And then Prawn on the Lawn, <laughs> which wins <laughs> best name um, ever. I think Prawn on the Lawn is kind of closer to Canterbury Station. Okay. So Some that end, road. yeah, oh, so that way. And I haven't been there for a while, but it's really, really good kind of seafood, oysters. If you quite like cold seafood, I think that's what I remember having. Very fresh, kind of like lobster and crab and things like that. But they're quite light on carbs, you were saying. So it's yeah. best to take somebody who's on one of those crazy yeah. no-carb diets or something. So. Yeah, if you fancy just eating fish, then go there. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me, there are free bakeries along Upper Street, which are gluten-free. Yeah. Oh, oh, gluten-free. Yeah, so if you are celiac or are not eating gluten, it's a great place to go and browse because there's a lot of choice. There's a lot of good bakeries. Mm. That's good to know there are a lot of good bakeries. No, it's hard to know which mm. ones to choose along there. There's Euphorium. Mm. What about Oldroyd? Is that another one, the more upmarket? Yeah, that's or? kind of upmarket, um, yet to try on the list, Oldroyd. I think that's the surname of the chef. 
And Turkish food, Gallipoli. I really like Gallipoli. They do things like, I can't remember what it's called, but a Turkish dish with like baked eggs. Oh, um, Shetshuka? Yeah. Yeah. And it's opposite Islington Town Hall, which is an amazing building. And I've been to gigs there, in fact, as well. Mm. It's um, the lovely patch, that whole area. Um, and Gallipoli do an amazing set menu. I think it's about £14 and you get about yeah. 20 dishes. Oh, the awesome. best thing if you're really hungry. And they do really good baklava as well, like a lot Ooh, of Turkish places. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a few Turkish places around there, but I think Gallipoli... It's, it's is a winner. And again, they're another one. They've got Gallipoli again. They've got Gallipoli a couple, Cafe. haven't they? I think that's three yeah. Yeah, they're so popular. If you're at the other end of the scale and you want cheap and cheerful, a staple of, I think, mine and Charlotte's student days was India Veg Belpuri House on Chapel Market, which oh, um, it's amazing. is mental. Um, and a bit like... I've yet to try. Yeah, Niffler Field Trip, I think. It, basically, they take all the old fruit and veg from the market, which mm. isn't sold, and then recycle it a bit. So it's, it's ethical, and it's the circular economy, it's great food. Yeah. What's not to like? It's mad. It's pretty cheap. <laughs> um, when I first came to London at the tender age of 18 in 2007, that was where everybody went in my halls because it was around the corner and they would happily put up 20 of us on these long tables and it was a fairly limited but pretty good Indian vegetarian buffet that you could get for like then about 350 it's now inched up to about five pounds i think over inflation rate of 12 years and the walls are just covered in all this mad shit it's all um i mean i am a vegetarian so i'm glad that it is but like walls that are covered in facts about why vegetarianism is great um <laughs> meat cause impotence but yes, also, yes, like like, we had a little bit of a google earlier <laughs> and uh, there was some there were some quite, like, inspirational quotes as well. Things yeah, you didn't just... know you needed to know, like yeah. the fact that the electric chair was invented by a dentist, which surprised <laughs> fucking nobody. <laughs> yeah, but it's not where you'd take necessarily a discerning parent or elderly relative who likes their sort of posh food, but um, it's it's great. And um, the best fish and chips, I think, in the area are the Hope and Anchor, which kind of looks so, like... So, yeah, um, I've been to the Hope and Anchor. Mm. They also do music. Do they? I yeah. That. I didn't know they did good fish and chips. Chips are fantastic. When you say fish and chips, though, as a vegetarian, it's a, a oh, vegetarian me, option. That's more generic phrase. Oh, right, I, okay. I would just get chips. Okay. Like everyone else oh, would get. Okay. Some, sometimes these places do falafel and stuff like that, but it's a more old school one, so I think they just do. And you think it's burger. a good fish and chips? Oh, the, the chips are amazing. I mean, admittedly, Sean, I know you're from fish and chips sort of I paradise. Know. So, um, I'm from Devon, so yeah. yeah, fish and chips is my favourite meal. It's got to be pretty special to be up there. Yeah, I'm just trying to think it's definitely one of the better ones I've had in London. But I categorise chips as something separate. Oh, really? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> like, if I song. just have chips, that's kind of like one meal. It's a category in itself. <laughs> <laughs> you're purist, you're horrible. Like, and then fish and chips. That's another meal. Oh, okay. Uh, that's interesting. That's fair. I just, I staggered into this post, I think, when I was on my way back from some war. I hadn't been very well fed and I was quite hungry and just walked in. I was like, this place is still open. It's got fish and chips. Possibly okay. skewed my judgment. But then most people eat that stuff when they're pissed. So, yeah. you know. We Can I give, all... a, give a shout out to the commissary, which yeah. is a very trendy little cafe, again, on the south side of Canal, about a 10 minute walk down from Angel near Shepherd's Walk. And essentially, it's the cafe attached to a celebrity photo studio. And people like One Direction and Claudia Winkleman and Davina McCall have been spotted coming out of photo shoots while you're eating your, your lunch. So it's quite a trendy spot and oh, very cool. tucked out of the way. It's actually on the canal. On the canal, you can sit outside, you know, by the canal, it's very nice. There's another cocktail bar on, I think it's more on Upper Street that I cannot remember what it's called, but it's got like lots of black and white images of famous people in it when you go in. But I just, it's closer to like the Angel Business Centre or whatever it's called, mm. or I can't oh, remember what yeah. it's called. Business Design Centre. That's it, yeah, the Business Design Centre. Which yeah. is probably worth checking out for exhibitions and things. They have 
the design festival there every year. I think the affordable art fair is also at the design centre sometimes. Oh, okay. It has been in previous years. An affordable art fair, I like that idea. Yeah. And also, while we're in that particular patch, um, Prawn on the Lawn reminded me of the other uh, rhyming things around there. Screen on the Green, which is the um, <laughs> yeah. the Everyman Cinema on there, which it's a bit more of an alternative to The View, which is the more mainstream cinema they have in Angel. So. Mm-hmm. But have, you, have you seen anything on Screen on the Green? I have not, but every time mm. I walk past it, there's always something cool going on. They do yeah. amazing late-night, Saturday-night showings, like at midnight. They do a, a kind of a screening every week, and they do lots of talks and direct yeah. Q&As. Yeah, it's a really good one. Um, yeah. Years ago, I went to see Submarine there. Oh, yeah. That's which a, that's was the Richard A. Richard Awardy directed it. Yeah, yeah, film. Yeah, very um, strange film. And um, not far from there was Camden Passage, which I think we need to give a shout out oh, to. Oh, yeah, we haven't even talked about that. Yeah, which includes things like The Breakfast Club, which is great for like American-style breakfast and brunches, and you can get things there like... The milkshake they have there is a banana and peanut butter one. Those are two things I'm not particularly keen on, but for some reason a milkshake works really well. So, And the breakfasts are incredible and they're quick. So yeah. um, They have a few of them all over London now, but the first time I went to one was there. So, um. Yeah, Camden Passage is brilliant. Like Islington in general actually is great if you want to go shopping. There's quite a few of the higher end of the high street shops. Um, but then there's so many boutiques all the way along Upper Street. There's one that I don't know the name of, but they sell lots of like Scandinavian designers that oh, I've cool. seen open recently. Um, but then Camden Passage has like so many, and they have like nice little coffee shops and like a few restaurants. Mm. There's a good underwear shop called the Pantry Underwear. <laughs> Is it like which, a lingerie? Yeah, it's a lingerie shop, but they're really good for advising on like all different stuff. And I think they have like a little outlet or uh, another shop in Liberties. So, but their original shop is on Camden Passage. So they're really good. Um, and but they sell lots of like small designers and things. Um, and then there's lots of jewelry shops. Yeah, like everything, homeware, antiques as well. Oh, antiques. Oh, there's like some kind of mid-century shop on Upper Street, which I think it's called 20th Century. And I always like walk past and go up at the window. But... <laughs> all the lovely things. <laughs> all the lovely things like, I can't uh, like... All the vintage designer things. There's even a housing estate on Camden Passage, isn't there? Really? I wonder who actually lives there and how anyone lives there. Wow, really, so... yeah. I don't know. It's next to one of the slightly scrappier pubs down there. But I... Yeah, there's a pub in the outdoor bit. I yeah, can't remember which is not actually that great. If you like knitting or sewing, there's an amazing shop for all of your supplies oh, on Camden okay. Passage, which I went into with my sister. Like, really, really amazing. If you like knitting, they have every type of what you can imagine. We went in there and it was quite overwhelming. She bought some felt. Oh, exciting, so, yeah. exciting time. No, no. There's also a massive Cass Arts just off there as well. So if you're an Oh, artist, great, yeah, so perfect. Oh, and wow. also a really great Austrian cafe called Kipfel. So if you like breakfast and Austrian beer mm. and Austrian Viennese coffee. Oh, cool. It's a really nice little coffee shop staffed by very friendly staff. Oh, amazing. And um, for people who are fans of sushi, Sasa Sushi? Yeah, there's probably about five really good sushi places down um, Upper Street. And Zen Mondo and Sasha Sushi, that's really hard to say. Sasha Sushi. Are both really great. Zen Mondo's got a nice little basement and again they sell Japanese crafts and pottery. But again, there are so many places, just have a wander and pick one. It's good to know. We've just about scratched the surface. And one final fun fact I might have to say about this area is that if you go towards Chapel Market, the Eritrean Embassy is on, I think it's um, 
Lyme Street. And it backs onto an Iceland. Um, <laughs> and the Eritrean embassy is one of the less impressive embassies in the city. And it was a running joke when I was at university that it was there. And because I had to write a lot of essays on Eritrean history, it was slightly uh, anticlimactic that that was where their embassy was. But the building is still there. So, <laughs> But yeah, this is a, quite a fertile area, as we've touched on. There is tons of stuff to do. And hopefully we've inspired you to check out some of them. I mean, we certainly will. Until the next time, dear listeners, remember that you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. And we are on Anchor, so we are available on all major podcasting platforms, including Apple, Spotify, The Works. And until the next time, it is goodbye from me, Maddie. It is goodbye from Sean. Goodbye. And goodbye from Charlotte.